Hello and welcome into another episode of Lessons in Product Management. I'm your host, John Fontenot, and today we are going to take another step towards our Product Management Essentials series, right? It's going to be a pretty short series, but we want to demystify product management for those who haven't done it. So for the listeners that are aspiring PMs or brand new and trying to get your footing into what should you be doing, what should you care about, we're trying to frame this through the lens of kind of a 30, 60, 90 day plan, right? What do you do in your first 30 days? What do you do in your next 60? What do you do in you know, the, the, the last 30 for your full 90 to set you on a path to success, whether you're a brand new PM or you've been in one place for a while, now you're changing companies and you're like, well, how do I how do I start over at a new company? All that context that I had that made decision-making easier is now out the window. What do I do? So in that context, last week we talked about business acumen through the lens of, you know, not your financial pedigree or your data analytics prowess, but we, we talked about it in the, in the sense of the very first thing you need to do is understand your business and how it operates, right? And so I won't fully unhash that episode. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't and then come back to this one. Because today we're gonna go external. We're gonna leave, get out of the building, right? As I think as David Bland is a get out of the building. Um, and we are going to explore the external environment, right? Our market and our customers, the people that don't live inside of our building, so to speak, in a virtual world, you know what I mean. So the very next thing you should do so let's let's run through last week. The first 30 days, we learned about our business, our go-to-market strategy, uh, our constraints, yada yada. Okay. This week, we're going to be talking all about our customers and our markets. Okay. And a quick definition of the two, because I know it could be a little nuanced. I define customers as the people that we serve today, and I define the market as the broader array of potential customers that we don't serve yet that maybe aren't served by anyone or they're served by our competitors or they're conserved, they're served by an alternative solution that either they've made themselves to kind of work around some of their issues or uh, some alternative solution to what we might consider our direct competitors. Okay. So that that's really the next thing you need to, to learn about is are, are there data sets that you have inside of your business to better understand what your customers are doing, what are they, like what features are they using more? Where are they getting stuck? What, what are your most successful customers? What are your least successful customers? What do they look like? Is there qualitative research that you could pull from, right? You could have quantitative surveys, you could have uh, qualitative interviews. There, there could be any array of data that you could pull from. So before you start down this path of like, you know, uh, reinventing the wheel with research, go and find out what is currently available in your business to, to learn and, and shorten that learning curve about the customers that you serve. Okay. Um, but then it's a good idea to actually go and talk to some of them yourselves because as the environment changes around us, things change so quickly that the behaviors and attitudes uh, of our customers might change along with shifting sands of the environment as well. And so relying on research that's a year old might actually put us down the wrong path, right? Uh, we learned this very well with COVID and the pandemic, how a lot of things changed uh, behaviorally, new habits were created, new expectations were set, 
Um, and so as, as things change over time, we need to make sure that we're constantly staying fresh with research, which is why uh, Teresa Torres's Continuous Discovery Habits book is so powerful and so relevant because um, we need to be continuously having touch points with our customers because old data, old insights might quickly become outdated and irrelevant. All right. So once we have a pretty good feeling for our customers, where are they being successful? What parts of our product are they getting more value from and coming back for? Um, that, that gives us really good context of current state, right? What are their frustrations? What, what kind of joy do they get out of our products, et cetera, et cetera. And then we want to start looking beyond our customers at the market. Hey, what are some of the other players in the market doing? What are, what are our direct competitors doing? Um, do we have customers that have recently left us to go to them? Can we get their feedback as to why? Do we have people that have left our competitors to come to us? Why? What's driving that behavior, right? Those insights that lead us to where, where are we positioned in the market and why are we winning certain customers and losing certain customers will give us insights into how do we go out and serve a broader market or do we double down on the, on the type of customer that we serve today and really make sure we serve them well because maybe we're on, you know, we're on the fence about how well we serve them and you know, if, if we can increase our retention, that'll serve the business better than going out and acquiring that new users. But th this research that we get from our customers churned customers, recently acquired customers, and then market research that we do more broadly will give us a, a really good insight into now we have like the business variables that we need of how is our business running? What are our objectives? What is our strategy? And now we have insights from the customers and from the market, and we can combine those things together and start developing our own product strategy at the team level, right? Or if you're a leader, um, whatever purview you have as a director or VP, right? You can start taking those insights, synthesizing those and developing strategy for the right level of abstraction of where you sit and the level of influence you have in the organization. So that's what you do in your next 30 days. It's really all about getting out of the building from the first 30 days, getting, getting acclimated, drinking from a fire hose, getting onboarded, learning your systems, learning your business and meeting with a ton of stakeholders to in your next 30 days, that 60, that's for 60 days, making sure you understand who your customers are, what is the market saying and doing, what shifts are happening, and really just trying to get enough information to make sense of things enough to start taking an initial stab at developing strategy, which is what we're going to talk about next week. And just as a, a, a preview, it's going to be an iterative process. I don't believe you have to have a, a year-long strategy in your first 90 days because things will change and you will continue to learn things. But we'll cover that more next week. Um, so if you're in that position right now where you're, you're switching companies, you're trying to get into product, I hope some of these essential high-level recommendations are helpful to kind of demystify all the things you could or should be doing to what are the essential things that'll set you on a path for success. So thanks for joining me this week for this lesson in product management. And I'll see you next week as we wrap up this three-part uh, product management essentials series. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure you like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube channel. If you're watching on the, or if you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you rate and review and subscribe or follow if you haven't already. And uh, thanks for joining me this week and we'll see you next week for another lesson in product management.